guitar is one of the oldest instruments. To play it, you blow into a pipe attached to a leather or synthetic bag, then press on the bag to force the air out The Big Rap Show podcast is very kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. Be sure to check out G1 on Facebook and on G1Reads.com. Their G1 Platinum Chanter and G1 Platinum Reads famously played by the 2016 Champion of Champions in Verarian District. Plus, the Red Hot Chili Pipers. So many thanks to the guys at G1 for keeping the lights on here at the Big Rab Show podcast. Yes, hello everyone, how are you? <coughs> Welcome along to another Big Rab Show podcast. Can you believe it? Another week has rolled around and... Oh my goodness, what a week it was. (laughs) We had the first major of the season and oh my word, what a weekend it was. We'll get to that. We'll get talking about that, of course. But yeah, you're here to another Big Rab Show podcast. Hello to absolutely everyone who's tuned in recently. I've had a load of new listeners tune in uh, just not too long ago, actually. I think it's past week. And they've been really busy catching up on all the back catalogue. So hello, everyone, all you new listeners. It's great to have you along. If you haven't already, subscribe. Subscribe on iTunes. That's the important thing. Also, give us a follow on Podbean if you want. Depends, of course, where you're tuning in to listen to us. And, yes, give us that all-important rating. It's the rating that makes the big difference whenever it comes to, uh, yeah, people noticing us. I think recently there's been some reviews and ratings and stuff posted of us on iTunes, actually. And, yeah, that's kind of put our listenership up a wee bit. So, fantastic. Keep it coming. I love to see more new people coming and joining us each and every week. So, fantastic. Good to have you guys along. Welcome. We are the show for the piping folk, so it's bagpipes is our thing. Yeah, we love the bagpiping world, that's what we're all about. The competitive world, the Celtic music scene, all of that sort of stuff. If you want to know what the whole podcast is about, go and check out episode one, where I explain everything. (laughs) So I'm not getting into that now. So, yeah, what a weekend it was, folks. Did you enjoy yourselves? Of course, I'm talking about the first major championship of the season the British, the British Championship in Paisley, and I think even now when I'm recording this, it's now Wednesday of the following week. Even now, I'm still catching my breath. It's crazy, you know. It really is. What a weekend! We'll get to that. We'll talk all about that. Normally, we start the show with a bit of listener mail, and we didn't on last week's because we were covering the launch of the season in Bangor, which was fantastic, by the way. Well received by a lot of people. I got a ton of messages actually on listener mail through the email box saying that it was fantastic just to be able to sit and listen to Grade One. So, if you haven't yet, check out last week's podcast. The whole of Grade One at Bangor in Northern Ireland here was on there you can go and listen to it now at your leisure it's very very good very extremely high standard of music now on the topic of listener mail (laughs) let's get to it we yeah we've been talking about this for a while let's approach the topic we've been talking about doing a show on people with disabilities and piping and drumming now it seems to be so popular it's pretty much every email that comes in to me now everyone is talking about this now rest assured i keep telling you with each podcast yeah i'm nearly there 
And now I practically am. I'm nearly finished. Um, I've been in contact with the RSPBA themselves, both in Glasgow and here in Northern Ireland, and various different associations from around the world. And I've pretty much nearly finished my research. So, big episode coming your way. You guys have been asking for it for a long time now to answer Noel Blake's question about disabled people having access to piping and drumming. It's a big, big question. And I didn't really want to just flippantly answer it and maybe get it wrong. So I've been working my socks off this past, I don't know how many weeks has this been now? I've been emailing, phone calls, Skype conversations with people all around the world. Just, yeah, getting stared on it. Because I'm very aware that people tune into the podcast all around the world. You know, I could give an answer. I could possibly just answer the Northern Ireland question. But that wouldn't justify everyone else who listens around the world. So I wanted to make it comprehensive. And don't worry, I'm almost finished. You guys should maybe, yeah, (laughs) I don't know. Give me a pat on the back or something. I've been slogging my guts out on this. (laughs) Yeah, I prepare a show every Tuesday night. Live on the radio for two hours, and then I do this podcast thing, and then it just soaks up so much time. And do you know what? I'm not complaining, and I'm not asking for kudos or anything. I'm not asking for adoration. None of that nonsense. Really, I'm doing it for you guys. You guys ask these questions, and if I don't know the answer, I'll put the legwork in to find the answer for you. So that is coming, okay? You guys have been emailing in to bigrabshow at gmail.com. I've just checked it there this morning, just before I was about to start recording the podcast today. And again, there's another six or maybe seven emails in about the disabled access. Seems to be a big topic and an emotive topic for a lot of people. Um, So I will dedicate an entire episode to this question. So do not fear, it's coming. Okay, so everyone who's been emailing in saying, oh Rob, would you just answer the question? No. I want to make sure I get it done right. I don't want to give the answer to the question and then get it wrong. And then, yeah. Oh, but Rob said, Rob said, Rob said. You know, I don't want that to happen. So (laughs) I want to make sure I get it right. So, yeah, that's to come. Okay, let's look at listener mail. If you guys, now this is something, we've got no voicemails in this week. Now, yeah, it's so disappointing. I love getting voicemails in. Really do. And yeah, I understand people are really busy. It's the start of the season. Things can be a little crazy. So, hey, you know, it's one of those things. Voicemails could be last thing in everyone's mind. But please send us in a voicemail. I love hearing from you. So if you can, record a little clip on whatever mobile device you're using. Yeah, most people have smartphones now. They've all got sound recorders on them. Believe me or believe it not, yeah, they are there. You have a little sound recorder in there. And you can share that sound clip. Yeah, and you can click share and you can share it via email. And email it to me, bigrabshow at gmail.com. And that will make the show. And it will be fantastic to hear from you. So I've whittled through the emails. Most of the emails we've got to bigrabshow at gmail.com are all on the disabled topic. This one has came through from Brian, and it's not on the disabled topic. So thanks, Brian. Cheers, pal. He says, hey, Rob, I've been a fan from day one and really enjoy the podcast. Thanks, Brian. He says, I was curious your thoughts on moisture control on bagpipes. 
and look forward to the new episodes every week. Keep up the great work. Shout out to the Michael Gibbs Memorial Pipe Band. There you go, that's a shout out to them. Hello, the Michael Gibbs Memorial. Fantastic. Well, Brian, first of all, thanks for your email. And on to your question. My thoughts on moisture control on bagpipes. (laughs) I'm a drummer. (laughs) I have not the first idea about moisture control. And I'll be painfully honest with you. I could probably try and bluff it and say, oh, yes, yes, you you do need moisture control for uh, your pipes. Yes, uh, Brian. So, honestly, mate, having a clue. Having a baldy. Not a notion. So, do you know, that's something I'm going to have to look into. I know absolutely diddly squat about moisture control, but I do know that there is a plethora of methods out there. So many different ways and means to try and keep your bagpipes dry and in pristine condition. So many different products are available at all sorts of different price brackets and i don't know are are some more effective than others i haven't i have no clue i'll be honest my one experience with moisture control systems is watching my father he's obviously a piper and he lived in a house full of drummers me and my brother both were both drummers and he was a piper so me and my brother one evening sat watching my father fascinated as to what the devil he was doing with his pipes he had a synthetic zip bag on and he zipped it open and even that was kind of fascinating (laughs) you know there you go with now a big hole on my bagpipes but inside this thing was like tubes and things with corks in it and something that looked like kitty litter and a, a box and a canister and a tube and a thing and a all sorts of weirdness going on there it looked so complicated You know, for us drummers, you get stick plus drum equals bang, you know, but not for pipers. Good Lord, all sorts of contraptions. And don't even get me started. One of my main memories from childhood is my father with hide bags. (laughs) Hide bags all over the house. He seemed to have the job of doing the seasoning for everyone. Don't know why, but yeah, seasoning, just the smell of it filled the house. And, yeah, you knew it was the weekend he was working on seasoning bags because they were just hung up on every door on the house. You know the way the door handle, you kind of get them all hung up and they all had the corks in the stocks and they are all blew up. And, yeah, they're all filled with seasoning. I don't know what way you do it, but, yeah, that's we all knew it was seasoning weekend in our house because, yeah, it stunk to high heaven of seasoning. It didn't stink, though. I really like the smell, but I'm kind of weird like that. Some people love it. Some people really hate it. But yeah, piping. You you bagpipers have such such a I don't know so many hoops to jump through before you even think about blowing them and starting playing. You know it's ridiculous. Moisture control systems and seasoning and uh, synthetic reeds versus cane reeds and hide bags, synthetic bags and zip bags and lock bags and uh, I don't know. All it's just way over my head to be honest. Ah. Uh, do you know what I do know? I know a good set of pipes when I hear them. <laughs> but it takes all this work to get them working in the first place. So, you know, full credit to you, pipers. I tell you. I, just, I think, in a way, that's probably why I'm a drummer. I'm just so lazy, it's ridiculous. I think I remember I had a pair of sticks once and I carried them through for almost two whole seasons. 
Never changed them. It wasn't because, uh, you know, I thought they were lucky or anything. It's just because I was too lazy to go and pick a new set. <laughs> anyway, that's by the by. Uh, so, yeah, congratulations to you Pipers and all the uptake that, upkeep that you need to do. And, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have to look into uh, all of this kind of technology side for piping. You know, the different brands of seasoning, the different kinds of bags you can get, the moisture control systems. It's all so technical. It really, well, for me, anyway, looking as a drummer. Cause I'm just, just a, a bit of wood in a drum head, you know. Anyway, but even, oh, I can't take it away from the drummer. See, recently, even the drums are getting so technical now. They're made out of all the, so much different kind of lightweight, you know, metals and different grades of shells and finishes. And I don't know. It's getting really, really in-depth now. Anyway, play G1. There you go. G1 reads will sort you out. You'll get a kick, kick butt sound from playing G1. There you go. I had to find words there. <laughs> yeah, play G1. <laughs> right. Now, this is not listener mail, but it does fall into just a little topic on our podcast here in The Rab Show. I featured recently on another podcast here in Northern Ireland. Yeah, I was very kindly invited along to go on the Fellowship podcast. That's F-E-L-L-A, SHIP, S-H-I-P, the Fellowship podcast here in Northern Ireland. And it was the best crack. I had three guys there from Sonny Lurgan and went down and basically got an interview with them. And they were trying to find out who I was as, as much as I was trying to find out who they were. Because the podcasting world here in Northern Ireland is very small. To be honest, if it's not the BBC doing it and the big corporations, independent podcasters from Northern Ireland are very few and far between. So with ourselves and the Rab Show just venturing into the podcasting world, we kind of discovered these guys. And it was awesome just to go and hang out and talk about podcasting and radio and all that kind of geeky stuff, you know. It was the best. And if anything, I urge you to go along. It's not for the faint-hearted. Don't get me wrong. There's quite a bit of language in there. <laughs> yeah, so if language is not your thing, maybe give it a miss. But these guys are the best crack. If you enjoy kind of Northern Irish humour, yeah, definitely go and check these guys out. They're hilarious. If anything... The whole interview with me on the Fellowship podcast was kind of like almost a full hour of me just laughing. <laughs> you know, it didn't really tell them much. So I'm going to have to go back now again, I think, definitely. I had the best time. So go and check them out, the Fellowship podcast. Okay, guys, let's get into the piping news. You talk about a weekend and a half. Wow. Paisley, the British Championships... Wow, what a weekend. Now, we've been bumming it up now for weeks saying that this is going to be an amazing event. You have to see it. It's going to be amazing. It did not disappoint. My word, was it insane. It was possibly the best start to the major season that I can remember this past five, six years. The competition in every grade was so close it was ridiculous. Every band on the field brought their A game. There was no band on the day that sounded like a bag of bottles. Everything was just on song. It was fantastic. Now, I have to give special props to Kirsten. Kirsten's part of the Big Rab Show team. She's been helping me out recently with the launch of the Scottish season there at Gurick. And she's now, yeah, a legend in my eyes. Because she 
took care of all of our live streaming there in Paisley. Now, how awesome was that? Now, did you guys manage to catch it? On our Facebook page, live all throughout Saturday, Kirsten filmed all of Grade 1 and the results as well. Now, that was just incredible. For everyone tuning in around the world, that was invaluable. We got so many compliments from people all around the world who obviously couldn't make it to Paisley but still wanted to join in on the action. And, yeah... It was fantastic to watch. And I have to say, a massive, massive thank you, Kirsten. You are a legend. If anyone knows Kirsten personally, she deserves a beer. At the next competition, somebody go and buy Kirsten a beer. She deserves it. She had the, yeah. She sat there like a trooper, never moved an inch for the whole of grade one, and then managed to cover every inch of the results as well. It was just brilliant. Now, that's not to say... You know, she was just filming it and starting there on her own. She was joined by people tuning in online with just an audience that would just... It would just blow you away. It was absolutely insane. I couldn't believe the sheer numbers we were getting. The first video on the day that she was filming was the first band on the line. Got over 10,000 views. And I'm thinking, this is the first band... This is going to be insane. So, yeah, that trend continued. We were in the tens of thousands all the way through the day for every band performance. And then come the results as well. That video for the results of the year, of the British Championship sorry, was viewed 67,000 times whenever I just checked it there this morning. The view count continues to rise, which doesn't make sense because everyone knows who's won. But there's... Yeah, there's nearly 70,000, 80,000 views on that video now. It's insane. And do you know something? It just, I don't know, it's kind of so reassuring that all of the hard work that us here on the Rab Show are putting in, it's, yeah, it's appreciated. Because so many people are tuning in and enjoying the content. And that's exactly what it's about. People have been asking, oh, you're bound to get paid a fortune for that stuff. Ah, oh, you're making a whole fortune on that radio stuff and your live streaming. No, not. I'm not making anything, really, at all. Uh, the guys at G1 were so kind and they paid the bills for us to have a podcast up and running. As I said, they keep the lights on here. But other than that, everything is completely voluntary. So, yeah, it's just amazing to be able to spread our music and our culture all around the world and have so many people tuning in it's insane so for you guys who managed to tune in and join in on our live stream thank you to absolutely everyone who tuned in joined in live on the day it was incredible load of people chatting and saying hello hi from dubai hello from canada hi from <laughs> south africa the people just all around the world all tuning in it was the best it was the best crack so, yeah, that's our live stream, and let's talk about the results. For those of you who maybe haven't caught them yet, where have you been? <clears throat> yeah, let's look at the results for the British. We'll briefly go through the winners. Okay, drum majors, we'll start with them. Junior, British champion, drum majors. Rebecca Hamilton of Tully Lagan. Yeah, God, that Lagan! <laughs> Go on, Rebecca. Well done. Congratulations. What a start to the season. British champion. Fantastic. Well done, Rebecca. Juvenile. 
Drum major British champion went to James Kennedy of Klaus Kelt. Well done, James. Wow, another fantastic start. Now, on to the adults. Yeah, who lifted the adult British championship? Alicia Dixon Hamilton. There you go, Alicia. Well done. Of course, she's with the Matt Boyd Memorial Pipe Band. So, fantastic start to the season there, Alicia. Well done. Now, that's seen all of the major drum major championships go to Northern Ireland. Yeah, they all went across the water and came here to Northern Ireland. So, that's three British champions drum major in. Not a bad start to the season for Northern Ireland guys. Now, on to the bands. Now, I'm not going to look at the juvenile grades or novice juvenile bands because I will be talking all night here on this podcast. So, I'll just stick to our grade 4, 3, 2, 1. So, let's look at 4B. Listen to Mulligan was the champions. Well done, Listener Mulligan. Lifting first place. And of course, Listener Mulligan is well managing to lift the drumming title. So well done, everyone, Listener Mulligan. I think you were just a little bit happy to win. <laughs> just a little bit. If anybody was watching the live streaming and, yeah, you seen Grade 4B being announced, I think Listener Mulligan were still cheering whenever they were reading out Grade 2. So, <laughs> well done, Listener Mulligan. Well done, guys. Now, Grade 4A... Went to Denny and Donny Pace, Glen Eagles. Well done, guys. Wow, what a result. And if anything, I've actually managed to catch the run now. It's been put up on YouTube there recently. Fantastic, guys. It was well played. Couldn't take it away from you now. Big sound. The drumming was there too. Well done. Now, that's not to say the drumming went to Denny and Donny Pace because it didn't. It went to Ken Ross and Districts. So well done. I haven't actually heard Ken Ross and Districts run yet. So I'm going to have to check that out. So Grade 4A drumming champions was Ken Ross and District. Well done. Grade 3B. First place British champion. Royal Borough of Annan. Well done. The Royal Borough of Annan. I think again equally just ecstatic to be winning. Um, yeah, I think they've had a reasonably good season last year. Um, I think they've been read out a few times, you know, a few seconds and thirds here and there. Um, but here they are in the top spot, so well done. Now, this kind of gives me great pleasure to read this out because, as you well know, this is my band. Yeah, drumming British champions. The Quinn Memorial in Grade 3B. Of course, my old band, and it's fantastic to see them back in winning ways again. So congratulations, Gary Smith and Co. Wow, what a run you guys had, to be honest. Yeah, fantastic stuff. Well played. And yeah, you actually managed to finish second overall as well for the Quinn Memorial. So well done, the mighty Quinn. Fantastic. Now, on to 3A. Yeah, British champions and British drumming champions. Yep, they've done the double. It was 2622 Highland Squadron of the RAF. Well done, guys. Yeah, I think you guys got a couple of mentions last season. Again, nothing too spectacular. We're still nipping in and out of the prizes in the top five. And then here you are now on the top spot. Fantastic stuff. Well done, everyone. Now, on to grade two. On the topic of grade two, before we get to the results, if anybody has watched YouTube recently, you will know that the RSPBA, our association, have their own YouTube channel. If you didn't know that, well, go and check it out. Go into YouTube now and type in RSPBA because they have their own channel now. And on that channel, they have uploaded the entirety of grade two. Yes, every single band in grade two 
They're all up there on YouTube now. So you can go and check them out. So ourselves on the Rab Show, we had just covered for grade one with our live streaming. Plus, you know the legend himself, Mr. Drone Chorus, was going to be there. He'll have grade one covered. So the RSPBA made the very clever move and they covered grade two. So, well done, RSPBA, first of all, uh, for doing that, because, yeah, we didn't cover grade two. And the two grades kind of ran side by side. They ran at the same time, so it was, yeah, you couldn't split yourself in two. So the RSPBA made a very shrewd call and, yeah, covered grade two. So, well done. Right, so go and check that out if you're at all interested in the performances of grade two. The winner, Loman and Clyde. Well done, Loman and Clyde. Oh my word. If you guys seen these guys, have you seen the band? That's not a band. (laughs) I mean that in the best possible sense. They're not a band. They're a force to be reckoned with. They're like an army. They're just huge. They're just this massive big band. And they're so intimidating. See when they're walking towards you? They're impressive. Very, very big Blowing a big sound and again playing big tunes that they're not scared to whip out there. It was really kind of aggressive in a way, but so good at the same time. Go and check it out. Loman and Clyde's run, who won the British there in grade two. Wow, I think would be an understatement. Go and check it out. Really impressive. Those guys hit the grass with authority. Now, the drumming, however, went to Manor Cunningham. Oh man, I was just chatting about them on last week's podcast there, uh, a banger competition. Whenever the season kicked off, everyone was so happy to see Manor Cunningham back. Because they had a season away, and everyone was kind of worried, oh, will they come back? And, you know, will, it be, will they be any good whenever they do come back? Well, pfft. hey, there you go, they've just shut everybody up. <laughs> Manor Cunningham lifting the British Drummond Championships. Well done, everyone there at Manor Cunningham. I'm sure you're well chuffed. Now, on to grade one. Of course, the grade that everyone on the day was going to be talking about. This grade... I honestly don't know how anyone could judge it. Honestly. How could anyone judge that grade? It's all so... I'm not kissing their backside by any way, but every band in that grade was just perfection. There was nothing you could really say and say, this band was rubbish, this band was rubbish. There was no bad bands in that grade. Every one of them was just brilliant. And, yeah, that's one thing I take from it, from watching it on the live stream. You know, everyone has their own opinions. Some people thought, ah, this band's amazing, give them first place. Whereas somebody else then suddenly replied to them on the live stream and said, what are you talking about? They're rubbish, I hate them. So, so much is down to personal opinion, isn't it? But let's talk. Who won first place? British champions in Vararian District. Well done, guys. And to be fair, whenever you listen to the performances in Verary totally deserved it they played out of their skin oh my word now we covered it on the live stream our live stream video is okay but again it was recorded live and it maybe isn't the best if you want the best kind of sound quality on that 
go and check Drone Chorus. Drone Chorus, of course, really well known in the piping world for producing top quality pipe band videos. Go and check them out on YouTube. Drone Chorus has an Inverarian District video up there. And the sound quality is amazing and you just get to appreciate that performance for what it is. Inverary, wow. Started the season with a bang, with authority. Really just kind of stamped their foot and said, here we are, piping world, and we're starting strong. So well done, Inverary. Now, they didn't have it all their own way, however. St. Lawrence Atul, of course, lifted the drum and tile. So well done, Stephen Crichton and co. You guys, again, at the back line, played uh, as you guys always do. Do you know? <laughs> Yeah, sometimes it's just sickening just how talented that, that core is. It's ridiculous. But yeah, so Lawrence Atul, fully deserving the drum and title there. They really played for it. Congratulations. Now, other big guns were in the mix there too. Of course, Field Marshal Montgomery were there. Yeah, definitely had a real good performance. Let's talk about shots. Shots were up there too. Fantastic performance by them. And a band on the day kind of surprised me was Scottish Power. Scottish Power had a really, really strong performance. Um, if you haven't heard any of these, please go and check them out. Get your own opinions, because I'm sure everyone will probably disagree with me. But yeah, Scottish Power really surprised me. I really was impressed with it. I thought they sounded fantastic. And Boghall as well. So good to see Boghall back in, I don't know, they kind of had lost... A little bit of fire. Come the end of last season, they, I don't know what it was. Something intangible, I think. It just wasn't there. I can't explain it, but wow. Whatever it was, the boggies got it back. <laughs> the boggies got it back. And yeah, and Paisley, it was brilliant to see Boghall with a bit of fire again. It was great to see them. And some people commented to say, yeah, it's also great to see Boghall wearing black socks. Because <laughs> Boghall got a lot of stick for a long time wearing white socks. So, yeah, there you go. It is what it is. So, yeah. Don't go by my opinion. Please go and check out the videos. They're all up there on the Rab Show Facebook page. All recorded live. If anything, watching the live video is kind of fun because you get to see the commentary from various people and their thoughts as you're listening. So, it's kind of cool that way. Go and check them out. It's definitely worth looking at. Also, I have to give a shout out to Dauko Triumph Street and to Simon Fraser University who both made the journey over and wow. To be fair, wow. I know a lot of people kind of slagged off Simon Fraser and I didn't understand this. We got a lot of messages through to the page saying that the people were disappointed with Simon Fraser. Saying, ah, oh, you know, they didn't like their sound or they just didn't sound on form or all of this. Let me remind all of you. Okay. <laughs> it's the first major of the season. It's May. Glasgow isn't until August. You know what I mean? And these guys are doing it on a weekend. They flew in on the Friday competition Saturday, flew home Sunday. And that's not a small journey. So the two Canadian bands... You know, they had a big upheaval to come all the way over to Scotland for this weekend. And so I took my hat off to them to compete at that level and sound the way they did. Honestly, I thought they sounded great. I Yeah, I couldn't take anything away from either performance, both from Simon Fraser and from Dauko. I both think they just sounded great. If anything, all the bands in grade one, every one of them, 
made the judge's day an absolute nightmare. I I have no clue how a judge could judge that and pick one above the other. Because it would really honestly just come down to personal opinion. That would be it, really. Because you couldn't separate it on playing, I don't think. And that's just being painfully honest with you. I'm not here trying to sit on the fence and say, oh, everybody's great and nobody's crap. Because mm, there was a few crap moments, not going to lie. Rivara pipe bands had a few... Yeah, they had a few issues, not going to lie. They didn't have the best run in the world. But you know what? They were still in there scrapping it out with everyone else. And by all standards, they're a grade one band. And definitely produced a grade one performance. So in my personal opinion, that's not a bad band. Do you know what I mean? To be able to play to that standard and compete with the best. You know? It's not a bad thing. So, yeah, as much as a load of people were slagging Simon Fraser and how bad they sounded, people were slagging off Rivara and how awful they were, I didn't see it. I didn't see it that way, and I have to politely disagree with you. I honestly thought that on the day, every band in Grade 1 played out of their skin. So that's my opinion. That was Paisley. What did you guys think? I want to hear your opinion on Paisley. I raised this question on the live show that we have on Tuesday night on Fuse, on Fuse FM, and we got a slew of messages. We got loads of messages in from everyone, all saying that some loved the venue, some hated the venue, some, yeah, just thought that it was too spread out, or it could have been more family-oriented, or, yeah, just so many different comments on the day. But I think the overwhelming feeling was is that it was a great kick-off to the season. So, yeah, let me know your opinion on Paisley. You can email me on bigrabshow at gmail.com. Now, wow, half an hour into the podcast already. Wow. Right, let's get into the rest of the piping news. Okay, Enniskillen competition is this weekend. Yes, for those of you in Northern Ireland, Enniskillen competition is this weekend. The County Fermanagh Championships. Now, whenever you look at Bangor here in the Northern Ireland calendar, we had a very large entry for Bangor. It was pretty big competition, which is why I was there covering it. I knew it was going to be a big event. I had to be there. So the County Fermanagh Championship, it's so disappointing for the organisers. The numbers are so down. It's ridiculous. Let's look at the breakdown. Grade 4B, 12 bands. Grade 4A, 11. Grade 3B, you've got 4. So small for grade 3B. Grade 3A, you have seven bands. Grade 2, you have three. And then in grade 1, you don't have a grade 1. It's an open grade. And I think Kloss Kelt and Ansborough are going to be playing up. So, that's so disappointing for the organisers of the County Fermanagh Championships. It is what it is. We've talked about the domestic calendar before. You know, the domestic calendar versus the major calendar. That's enough. Yeah, it seems to be the County for Mana Championships have been hit here because it's kind of lying in the shadow of Paisley. <laughs> so, yeah, bands are recovering, you know? Ugh, such, such a shame. Anyway, I will bring you the results from the County for Mana Championships on next week's podcast. Best of luck to everyone who's going to be competing this upcoming weekend. Have a good tune. Right, Blairy and District drummer Michael Brown. I think I mentioned this on last week's podcast, 
or maybe it didn't because it was a banger. Yes, Michael, he's going to be raising money for charity. here At a charity here for Northern Ireland called Cash for Kids, which is an amazing charity. Uh, so he's raising money for Cash for Kids. And what he's going to be doing, uh, this is a very local thing, and I realise people tuning in abroad and not have a clue, but he's going to be cycling from Coleraine to Cookstown. Now, Cookstown, there's a competition in Cookstown called the Mid-Ulster Championships, and it's actually next week. Uh, so what Michael's going to be doing is he's going to be cycling from his hometown in Coleraine all the way to the Mid-Ulster Championships, and then he's going to compete with Blairian District. So... Now, to put it in perspective, it takes you about an hour, an hour, maybe a little bit more, by car to get from Coleraine to Cookstown. So, God only knows how long it's going to take him on a bicycle. Especially even wearing a kilt as well, Michael. You're a brave, brave man. So, yeah, you know, he's doing it for charity and he's finishing his day fundraising by competing at the Mid-Ulster Championship. So, yeah, that gets my vote, Michael. He's asking everyone in the pipe band world to please go and support him. Throw him a few few quid for such a great cause. Go and check him out. He has a Just Giving page on Facebook. I think I shared it out a few times now on the Rap Show Facebook page. Go and donate. It's yeah, definitely a worthwhile cause. Now, Friday the 26th of May. Depending on when you're listening to this podcast, of course, it could have already happened. But this is current as I'm recording this. Bog Hall and Bathgate are hitting the stage. I've mentioned this a few times now, but it's big news. It's, they're hitting the stage in Aberdeen. This is, of course, thanks to Bucksburn and District Pipe Band, who are holding their annual concert. And, yeah, the Boggies are hitting the stage. If you haven't got your tickets yet, and you're in Scotland at all, and you're going to be heading towards Aberdeen, get your tickets for the show. It's going to be incredible. Because this is the first time Bog Hall and Bathgate are actually doing concert stuff under their new pipe major so this is going to be really interesting as i've said watching bog on basket at the british championships there in paisley they seem to have a newfound fire about them i don't know what it was what happened last year uh, i really can't put my finger on it there was just something something gone i don't know but hey whatever it was they found their mojo and here they are they're back on stage in aberdeen so thanks to Bucksburn District. So if you're looking tickets, go and check out Bucksburn District Pipe Band. They have ticket information on their website and on their social media and all that stuff. So there you go. That's happening this Friday. Okay. <sighs> Unfortunately, there was some sad news this past week. George Purvis sadly passed away. Now, for those of you who know George very well, he has been in the piping world here in the UK for such a long time. It's ridiculous. He was an honorary member of Turpican and Bathgate Pipe Band, as well as a long-standing official with the RSPBA. He would have been responsible for chasing after bands in the final tuning area to get you into the circle. That's kind of my lasting memory of George. Um, he would come and he wouldn't yell and scream like other officials would, like, Pipe Major! You have five minutes! He wouldn't be one of those guys. George would come up politely tap you on the shoulder and he says uh, you've got five minutes and that would be it you know there's no panic about him there's no tapping of his watch and saying come on George was so chilled out what a gentleman he was and it's so sad to see him uh, now gone it's ridiculous yeah it's just not it's just not nice I hate reading news like this so to George and yeah you'll be sadly missed and to all of your friends and family 
yeah, I pass all my deep, deepest condolences. Um, yeah, I just don't know what else to say on that. Okay, the City of Edinburgh Pipe Band. Yes, we've been talking about them now for a while. Yeah, they have recently just announced another bout of bad news. They're now without a pipe major. Yeah, we had, we talked about the appointment of their new pipe major, uh, Mr. Lachi Dick, and he has now made the decision to step down. Now, this just baffled everybody because he'd only really been in the job for like five months, four or five months, maybe something like that. And now suddenly, nah, I'm starting down. But this apparently is to do with his ascending career in medicine. So he's had to step down because of his day job. So he's been with the band for this past five years. And this last year he played with shots. So yeah, he was given the job at Edinburgh Pipe Band and yeah, was really loving it, but he's now had to step down. So the band is now looking for a new leader. Now apparently this will be a pretty tempting job for anyone because they have all the material there, the prep work and everything has been done. They just need a PM. So they're gonna be a real strong force in grade two. That's the yeah. That's the thrust behind what they want to do this year. Is they want to go out compete in grade 2 and win all around them. All the prep work is done. They just need somebody to step in. So here's hoping there will be light at the end of the tunnel for the city of Edinburgh Pipe Band. Definitely hope so because they deserve it. They've been working so crazy hard. Okay, and I flip over the page of my script. Okay, good friends at the Grace Node Vortex. Yeah, they're back. Hey! Hello, Grace No Vortex guys. Now, if anybody has checked out their latest episode, you will know what I'm about to be talking about. Their terribly shocking impression of me. <laughs> I listened to the Grace No Vortex latest episode. Now, it's a short one because, yeah, it was just like a little precursor to Paisley. And they wanted to get something uploaded. So, they, yeah, they managed it. But, yeah, they threw in a little gem making an impression of me and it was so funny and i i'll be honest whenever i was listening to it i was in the car and i creased over laughing i very nearly had to pull the car over i was laughing too hard i could nearly yeah lose control of the vehicle it was so funny so yeah grace no vortex so good to see his back guys oh don't make us wait this long in between every episode boys this is just yeah it's too long the whip now, they've also released a bit of a, a blog post as well on the Grace Note Vortex website. Go and check it out. Worth reading. It's pretty funny, actually, and, and very accurate, too, I have to say. Go and check out their blog as well as their latest podcast episode. It's pretty funny. It's pretty good. I would recommend it. Right. The European Championships in Forez. Yeah. The reason why we're talking about it now is because the draw for the European Championships is now available. Go and check it out. It's on the RSPBA site. Go and check it out. It's there. Now, let's break it down. Grade 4B has 23 bands. Now, that's down. As you'll find, most of the numbers are down for the European for what they were for the British. So, read into that what you will. 23 bands in Grade 4B. So, they're going to have to have a final then of 12. Grade 4A has 18 bands. Grade 3B, 11. Mm, and this is a major. 
Grade 3A, again, 11. That's really poor. Grade 2, 13. Grade 1, 13. Wow, what happened? <laughs> now, looking at this, it's not only the numbers that are down, but it's also where the bands are coming from. The European Championships, you would expect to see bands from all over Europe competing for this. And for me, being from Northern Ireland, of course my interest was to count and see how many bands from Northern Ireland were there. And there's only three. Three bands from Northern Ireland making the trip. Now that tells you something. There's only three bands willing to jump on a ferry and go over there and compete for the European. And even at that, that's the big guns. That's your field marshals. And you know, I think PSNI is the other one. Blurry possibly. I can't remember now who they were. But... Yeah, only three bands, three grade one bands from Northern Ireland going over. So, yeah, not the best entry for the European this year. Disappointing, I think. Disappointing. But I'm sure this will be a talking point. This isn't Forez. A lot of people, whenever we were talking about this on the live show, a lot of people were saying that Forez is just too far. It's too far out of the way. Um, apparently it's difficult to get to. And even at that, staying there with hotels and bed and breakfasts and things it's difficult you know the logistics of it all i don't know myself personally i've never been to forez would love to go to go and sample it because apparently the venue is fantastic but i'm so disappointed with this poor entry it's yeah ah well sign of the times perhaps okay piping news it just keeps coming doesn't it now belfast is going to be holding its first Ever summer school of traditional music. Now, this could probably mean nothing to you guys all around the world, but it means a big thing over here where I live because up until now, a summer school specifically for traditional music has never, ever <laughs> been held. Now, whenever I talk about traditional music here in Ireland, of course, I'm talking about fiddles and borons and you know long flutes and all of that sort of stuff you know irish traditional music so that is a first but they're also as part of this they're going to be introducing scottish traditional music or as we call it here ulster scots traditional music so they're going to be having some of the best pipers and drummers teaching at the summer school wow that really piqued my interest to begin with and i cannot wait for this to start so this all launched on the same weekend as the British Championship. So it kind of seeped in under the radar. So, But yeah, it's going to be happening in July and August. The Chieftains. Anybody know the Chieftains? I think some of you might know the Chieftains. Their fiddler, Tara Breen, is set to tutor at it and perform at the inaugural Belfast Summer School of Traditional Music. It's going to start the 31st of July all the way through to the 4th of August. So it's going to be alongside a wealth of famous names from the world of trad music, the new cutting-edge Ulster University. That's where it's going to be held. Now, it's going to be held across 18 different instruments, which will see young musicians no longer having to travel to get tuition from some of music royalty. Yeah, so I'm reading the press release here. That's quite impressive. So pipers, drummers, fifers, fiddlers, everyone's welcome. So they'll have a chance to learn and perform 
without having to travel to the Republic of Ireland or Scotland or even further afield to get access to world-class tutors. So a statement that was taken from the organiser said, Pipe band musicians have never been involved directly in traditional Irish music summer schools. That's very true. And to this end, the involvement of Highland Bagpipe, Fife Players and Snare Drummers is a trailblazing new initiative that will provide fun as well as meaningful interaction between cultural traditions. That's very true. And do you know what? I am so excited for this. It's been too long. This, Yeah, I can't believe this hasn't actually happened yet. Uh, I cannot wait for it. It's going to be epic. And as details of this summer school develop, I will let you guys know. Because I do know a lot of people locally in Northern Ireland listen to this. Um, so, yeah, there will be a summer school. I will let you know the details of how you can apply and go along to. It's going to, it's going to be held in the University of Ulster there in Belfast. You're going to need to get to this, okay? <laughs> right, one last little bit of piping news. Wow, what a show. Now, I've actually got this in front of me right now. There you go. Doing visual things on a podcast. I have the Western Australia Police Pipe Band concert it's a dvd and cd set it's kind of a it's a two disc thing um wow to be honest um i haven't actually got a chance to watch the concert yet but i've listened to the cd did not disappoint wow this is their 50th anniversary concert they called it jubilee a celebration of 50 years now you're gonna have to get this anybody who knows affectionately Wapol as everyone calls them but the Western Australian Police Pipe Band they're a pipe band of note to be honest and yeah what a fantastic band and I can't wait to watch the DVD because listening to the CD of this concert it sounded amazing and yeah I kind of want to get the visual aspect of it now as well and it's fantastic that they've provided this you know, so get along to the Western Australian uh, Police Pipe Band website where they have it all available up there for sale. I think it's, I guess, only like a tenner or something. I think it's pretty cheap, actually. See, whenever you're considering, you're getting two discs in this bad boy. Let me see, I'll crack it open. Whoop! I'm going to drop it now on the floor, that'll be good. Yeah, so in this, there's like one, there's a DVD. Flip it over, and there's the CD, and inside it is this huge big booklet and it gives all the history of the band and who's playing and stuff about the tunes and things and acknowledgements and photos and yeah I could sit and read through that that's amazing definitely worth going to check out if anybody has enjoyed anything from the Western Australian Police Pipe Band in the past this is going to be one you're going to want to catch I'm not sure if it's a limited edition or not Um, I do know pipe bands have been doing this quite recently with any release that they send out that it is limited so it's quite possible because this is a two disc set with DVD and CD. So, mm, yeah, I would urge you to go now and go and try and catch it because it certainly seems to be quite a good collection. The CD itself, anyway, I've listened to sounds pretty awesome. And I'm going to be playing it on my live show on Fuse uh, without question. Some cracking music on there. So I can't wait to watch the DVD actually. So, there you go. Go and check that out. Get along to the Western Australian Police Pipe Band website and pick yourself up a copy of this bad boy before it goes out of print. Now, wow, that's 50 minutes worth of piping news. Can you believe that? Well, do you know what? I can, because (laughs) on last week's podcast, I didn't really give you any piping news. So, you're now well and truly caught up 
up-to-date, informed. Yeah. I need a cup of tea. It's that time of the show again. Hello, this is Scott Wood, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Pipe Band Hub, promoting the pipe band scene since 2011. For all your news, results and performances, follow them on Facebook, Twitter and with over 250 performances on their Audio Mac site to choose from, make the Pipe Band Hub your first choice online when you pick up your phone. Hello, this is Fred Morrison and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Loud Pipes Visual Media is your dedicated resource for coverage of pipe bands from Northern Ireland. Loud Pipes Visual Media specialises in both photography and videography, so you don't only get to see the fantastic spectacle of piping and drumming, but you also get to hear it too. Loud Pipes Visual Media is always very keen to promote bands from Northern Ireland, so if you or your band has an event or you would like a specific photograph or video taken, please get in touch with Loud Pipes Visual Media on their Facebook page or contact Barbara on 07719231402. Yes, indeed. It's time for me to sit here, drink a wee cup of tea, and talk about the topic of the week. Now, yes, I did say this is not going to be the disabled show, so it's going to be a little small topic of the week this week. Yeah, because I've already talked to you for long enough, all about the piping news. There's just so much of it this week, so I've got a little question just to debate about. Let's talk about how we will introduce our non-piping friends to what we do. Now, the reason why I'm talking about this, right, it's because of what I experienced recently whenever I was on the Fellowship podcast. Whenever I was on there and I was chatting to these guys from Lurgan, they knew a lot about podcasting and the whole podcasting world, but they knew absolutely nothing about the piping world. And in a way, they were so curious and asking loads of questions. Um, Questions that you would expect, but also some questions that were really out there. And it kind of surprised me, in a way. But it was refreshing, and it was great to hear. You know, I was able to hear from an aspect of someone who knows nothing about the piping world. All of my friends, all of my family, everyone that I'm surrounded with are connected to the piping world. So if I was to talk to them about Jim Kilpatrick or mention Richard Park's MBE, they all know exactly who I'm talking about. But yet on this podcast, I dropped those two names on the podcast and they all looked at me as if to say, um, right, are they cyclists or maybe swimmers or long distance runners? Who are they, Rob? You know, and that, <laughs> that itself is funny to us piping fans, but to them, they didn't get the joke. <laughs> so... I'm asking the question, how do you explain what we do to non-piping fans? Now, this whole conversation started on their podcast. The reference point that they had, they're metal fans. They love their metal music. So their point of reference for piping was the band Korn. Now, I'm also a little bit of a closet metal fan, I have to be honest. And I got pulled into the band Corn because I heard piping on one of their albums. I'm like, whoa, what's this? It's a metal band, but their singer's a bagpiper. That just equally, that uh, immediately equaled awesome in my books. Because anybody that brought piping 
to you know a different genre, a different scene, just yeah, gets my vote. Fantastic. So they were talking about Corn and asking questions about Jonathan Davis, the singer. Was he actually a good piper? And whenever I was telling them that, yeah, he actually isn't bad, and he actually received lessons from some of the best in the piping world, and he's, Jonathan Davis is actually a big piping fan, believe it or not. He actually follows the results and everything and knows a bit about the piping world. I think recently he was photographed there actually in the Wallace Bagpipes factory and he was in, you know, picking up a set of pipes from Wallace Bagpipes. So, you know, he knows his stuff in the piping world. Being this big rock metal legend, you know, and here he is, he's involved in the piping scene. So that was kind of what I guess what I'm trying to say, I found some common ground with them. From that I found I could graduate from corn to talking about the Red Hot Chili Pipers. One of them had mentioned, oh yeah, I remember hearing the Red Hot Chili Pipers on the radio. And again, for them, that was perhaps their only experience of the bagpiping world, was this band who played ACDC with bagpipes. You know? And as much as I hated to admit it, I kind of felt as if, yeah, there's so much music you're missing out on, you know, and I did feel like saying, yeah, the Chili Pipers are awesome, yes, corn is equally awesome, but there's such a small part of what we do, there's so much good music you guys are missing out on, and... You know, I felt like just breaking out my Spotify and going, listen to this. Where do you hear this? Listen. Listen to this. This is awesome. Sit there and listen. But I didn't want to be that guy. (laughs) You know, because, yeah, I've had experience of that before. You know, yeah, you've been told about a certain genre of music and then you get sat with the guy who really loves it and then sits and plays you all night. And Oh, man, I'm so much into bebop jazz funk. Yeah, bebop jazz funk is totally my thing, man. All right, is it? Yeah, okay. And then somehow everyone else manages to like walk away, and you're still left with Mr. Bebop Jazz Funk guy, and he breaks out his phone. Oh man, when you hear this track by uh, Big John and the Matchmakers, oh, oh, Big John, it's just he's incredible in the bebop jazz funk scene. Uh, You know, he's 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 a giant in the bebop bebop jazz funk scene. Uh, You have to listen to this, and you listen to it. And your own personal opinion is, what is this? I really don't get it. And meanwhile, Mr. Bebop Jazz Funk Guy is losing his mind. He's like, oh man, that's my jam. That's my jam. That's my jam. And yeah, I just didn't get it. But, you know, in the same aspect, same thing, I could throw on Field Marshal and say, here man, listen to this MSR. This is awesome. And he would look at me as if I've got five heads. (laughs) so how do you do it how do you bring non-piping fans into our piping world well let me tell you a story (laughs) now the reason i'm asking this question is because again because of my experience on the podcast i had recently but i did have experience of bringing non-piping fans into the piping world and they are now lifelong piping fans as a result and, yeah, I am secretly very proud of it. <laughs> right. These guys, they were over on a family holiday. 
they had been here from, I can't remember, where was it, England or Scotland? And they were here for a week. Um, because all of my family is involved in pipe bands, of course, my father and my brother and, my me, and me and everyone, we're all going to band practice two nights a week. So for two nights in the week, we couldn't entertain them, we couldn't show them the sights, we couldn't go for meals or anything, because we had band practice. So we don't care how far you travelled on your holidays to come and see us, we're going to band practice. <laughs> you know, fine, stuff you sit there and watch Coronation Street, we're going to band practice. So what happened was, as, well, as we were trying to explain our hobby, you could tell just wasn't sinking in. You know, just the eyes glaze over. Like, oh God, they play bagpipes. Uh, and you could just tell, you know, these people had no interest in it at all. Took them to band practice and again, just didn't get it, didn't understand it, thought it was awful. And just, ugh, what have we got ourselves tied into? In fact, I think only went to, they only went to one band practice, I think. Didn't want to go to the second one. But how we managed to introduce these people to the bagpiping world was simply by taking them to a competition and breaking it down into its component parts. Actually spending the time with these people made me appreciate the piping world so much more and opened my eyes to what we actually do. Now, whenever you sit back and analyse what we do, essentially what we are doing is competing at an art form. We're We're making art... And people are judging us on our art. Now, you wouldn't get that in painting. You wouldn't get it in sculpture and all of this kind of stuff. Like You wouldn't have a panel of judges saying, ah, brush strokes wrong, you had an early E, see you later. Do you know what I mean? Well, maybe you do in the art world, I don't know. But this is what we're doing, we're competing at art. So whenever I try to explain it to them, how the whole grading system works, and what judges are listening for, And then whenever I stood and watched the performance with them and explained to them what they just heard, then they actually started really enjoying it and breaking it down themselves. There was a band, and I'm not going to name them, but thankfully (laughs) they illustrated my point. They had a very bad introduction. Somebody with honking drones all the way through and a big... A big dirty early chanter, and everyone in the crowd around us at that time went, ah, uh, and they looked at me and said, "What? What? What just happened? What, I heard something there." I said, "Yeah, a piper made a mistake there and came in with a big early before you were supposed to start." Oh, and then this got interesting for them. So, oh, will that mean they'll get marked down? I said, "Very possibly. Yeah, we'll have to see how the rest of the performance goes." And then they sat silent. Listening for more mistakes. (laughs) And then it came to the end of the performance and somebody had a bad stop. So it didn't just stop dead. The band stopped and the drones went, as sometimes it's prone to do. Somebody didn't stop their pipes right. And again, they all looked at me and I'm like, yeah, did you hear that? Yeah, he didn't stop. And I could swear as people were politely clapping, yeah, this guy stood, pointed, and said, he didn't stop! It was kind of embarrassing. But I think at that point, it started to make sense. 
you know, once you broke it down in its component parts and what the judges are looking for, that's what made it interesting to them then. Do you know what I mean? Then they started listening to tuning. And if everybody sounded the same, um, were they playing in unison? You know, were they not? Were the drummers ahead? Were they behind? And, you know, that really opened up the piping world for them. And they were able to follow it through from the start of the day, whenever the grade fours were going, all the way through to the grade ones. And they were just glued all day. And then they were like, when grade one was finished, and the announcement came over the van and said, and that's the last band. And they're like, ah, ah, no, come on. Is that, is that it? Is it? Now what? Does everybody go home? Ah. <laughs> Do you know? And then, yeah, we all done the march past and we all, you know, marched in and played our salute to the chieftain. And I think that just blew their knickers off. They weren't expecting that many pipers to play all at one time. And I think even that kind of impressed them. And then the results came and they seen the excitement from the bands whenever the prizes were being given out and how much it meant to them to win um, anything. So they got a real eye-opener, you know, to be honest. And to bring a non-piping fan to an event like that and spend the time with them and introduce them to what we do, it really gives them an appreciation for what we are, what we do and what we are, you know, why we are so nuts at practicing so many times a week. (laughs) So that was my little story of introducing people, non-piping people to the piping world. I now find that they're constantly asking me, well, Rob, you still drumming? No. Have you been to any competitions? Oh, you have? Well, who's winning at the minute? <laughs> who's playing for who? And who's playing for that guy? And did you know that this guy's playing for them now? <gasps> oh, and did you hear the drum scores from them? Oh, shocking. <laughs> Terrible. Do you know, and the, oh, the conversation just started. And it was just like if you were talking to your regular piping mate, you know? So that, my friends, <laughs> is my story. I wanted to know how you people out there introduce your non-piping friends to what we do do you even bother sometimes it could be more trouble than it's worth trying to explain to people how a pipe band works you can just see it sometimes their eyes glaze over and they just i don't give a stuff shut your face yeah, you can see it happening. As you're talking there and says, Oh man, you gotta hear Field Marshal or, or you gotta hear Inverary from the weekend, they're amazing that and you can just see them switch off. You know, you don't want to be Mr. Bebop Funk Jazz Guy. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Although Mr. Bebop Funk Jazz Guy is actually a cool bloke, he's actually a good mate of mine. But yeah, you don't wanna be that guy, you know, preaching all the time that your particular genre of music is the best and everyone else has to love it. But at the same time, how do you introduce people to it without being obnoxious or putting them off? Do you know what I mean? I don't know. I suppose what I done on the Fellowship podcast was try to find some common ground. And that's why we have bands like the Chili Pipers that are just so awesome. It's so good to have bands like that so we can find common ground and have these guys playing ACDC on the bagpipes. So they're not all saying that bagpipes are squealing cats or, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. So we have these guys. Oh, have you ever heard of the Chili Pipers? Oh, yeah, have I seen them on, on, on TV? That, that's bagpiping. That, that's what we do. Kind of. 
<laughs> sort of, kind of, really, yeah, kind of. Do you know what I mean? So, I don't know. It's a big question. It's a little bit of a topic of the week for you. Not a massive one for this week. So, I want to pose the question and I want to hear your responses. Please, please, please send me a voicemail. Send me an email. Anything at all. I would love to hear from you. Because we're getting less and less listener mail each week. And I want to hear from you. The season's underway. You know? And I thought we'd be getting loads of commentary from you. But there's been nothing. It's been so quiet. You're all gone to ground. So, yes. Please send me in your messages. Bigrabshow at gmail.com Plus we're on Facebook as well. The Big Rab Show. And we're on the Twitter as well. At Big Rab Show. All the usual social media stuff. Yeah. Feel free. Get in contact with us. Love to hear from you. Definitely love to hear from you. Because your questions and queries. They make the show what we are. Because hey. This big show that I've been talking about now for a while. The show about players with disabilities. It's coming. Alright. It's common. <laughs> Nearly finished everything now. Just in a, yeah, I'm in a good enough spot, hopefully, to get it produced. Within the next few weeks, it will be with you. Until then, in a skill and competition this weekend, it's the County Fermanagh Championships. Best of luck to everyone heading to the County Fermanagh Championships. We will bring you the results and everything, of course, uh, the live streaming and that on our Facebook page. And people keep asking, oh, are you going to be live streaming from Paisley? Are you going to live stream from Paisley? Yes, we will be live streaming from every competition in the UK calendar. I'll have to tell you that now. I've said it before, but people keep asking. So I'll say it here again. We will cover every competition in the UK calendar. Be it minor competitions here in Northern Ireland, plus all the major championships in Scotland. We will cover them all. Do not fear. So, however, the World Championships, the big in don't know yet hmm yeah for those of you who have followed the show you realize yeah less said about that the better yeah we had a bit of a situation last year about the world's anyway (laughs) we shall talk about that another time i think Mm. yeah we will be live streaming all of the competitions this season including Inniskillen this weekend. So best of luck everyone who's heading to Inniskillen. Have a great tune. Hopefully the weather behaves itself too and you'll not get washed out. And hopefully everyone has a great weekend. Wherever you are tuning in across the world, please, please do get in contact with us. Can't stress that enough. I want to know where everyone is tuning in. Give us that rating on iTunes. Give us that subscribe on iTunes. Do all that good stuff for us. So good to have you all along. And oh, before I go... Yeah, if you've managed to listen all the way through to this end of the podcast, this is a long podcast this week, apologies. Yeah, there might be word of a podcast exclusive giveaway. Ooh. Well, that's it for another Big Rap Show podcast. Many thanks to our sponsors, good friends there at G1 Reads. Be sure to check them out on Facebook and at g1reads.com. The G1 Platinum Chanter is played by bands around the world, producing that rich, full-bodied tone. If you don't believe me, just listen to our Champion of Champions 2016 in Verarian District. Many thanks to our good mates there at G1. And until next time, we'll see you right here in the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best.